Welcome everyone to In Retrospect. This is episode 36, The Sanctuary of Belonging. This is a mini retrospect episode where I'm sharing some thoughts about a topic that's interesting to me. I'm Kendall Thurman. Thanks for joining. Folklore tells us that cats will stand on your chest and suck your soul right out of your mouth. That bear did charge me. She was six inches from my feet. I can do whatever. I can do anything because I was made to do anything. Turn around and there's a um, barrel, the guns at my forehead now, and I can see the bullets in the chamber. In the end, it'll be okay. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. If you all want to come park my car, me and my kids will honk your horns for you. When he told me I could fly and I jumped off my roof. Pilot was sort of a cowboy guy, jumped out and he's like, whoa, man, did you see those rockets shoot at us? And the mom and dad are crying and they come over to me and the mom hugs me and she says, that's the first time my little boy's ever said a word in his life. Welcome into the Yorkshire studio. This is Kendall Thurman. I'm actually here with Tyson. He is home from school. He's missed... Yeah, you've been sick for the past. Uh, this is your fourth. This is your fourth day missing school. You missed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and now Thursday. What did What did you say? I was sick today. I, I didn't go to school today. I said you're home from school. Oh, you're, sorry. Okay, go lay down. Well, Tyson has had croup, and that means we've spent a lot of time outdoors in the cold Utah air. And um, in the middle of the night during his croup attacks, but he's getting better and we are all recovering now. Please leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. At the end of each episode, there's something you can scroll down and it says ratings and reviews. So you can leave a review or a rating and I will read these reviews on the show. You can see photos of our guests on inretrospectpodcast.blogspot.com. And you can also... Sorry, I just ran up the stairs. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to breathe. And uh, Okay. You can also... Where was I? Find uh, more information on uh, Instagram or Facebook searching In Retrospect Podcast. Now on to the theme of the show today. It comes from a quote that I gave in the last episode when I shared something with Wyatt Barrett. So I'm going to read this quote, but I'm going to read more of the quote that I didn't read with him. This is from educator and religious leader Neil A. Maxwell. Quote, so often what people need so much is to be sheltered from the storms of life in the sanctuary of belonging. Frequently, we, busy, we busily search for group service projects, which are surely needed and commendable, when quiet personal service is also urgently needed. Sometimes the completing of an occasional group service project ironically salves our consciences, when in fact we are constantly surrounded by a multitude of opportunities for individual service. Okay, this brings me to one of my favorite poems written by Sam Walter Foss, The House by the Side of the Road. I'm going to read the poem in its entirety because it captures the the mood of what I'm what I've been thinking about. 
There are hermit souls that live withdrawn in the peace of their self-content. There are souls like stars that dwell apart in a fellowless firmament. There are pioneer souls that blaze their paths where highways never ran. But let me live by the side of the road and be a friend to man. Let me live in a house by the side of the road where the race of men go by, the men who are good and the men who are bad, as good and as bad as I. I would not sit in the scorner's seat or hurl the cynic's ban. Let me live in a house by the side of the road and be a friend to man. I see from my house by the side of the road, by the side of the highway of life, the men who press with the ardor of hope, the men who are faint with the strife. But I turn not away from their smiles nor their tears, both parts of an infinite plan. Let me live in my house by the side of the road and be a friend to man. I know there are brook-gladdened meadows ahead and mountains of wearisome height, that the road passes on through the long afternoon and stretches away to the night. But still I rejoice when the travelers rejoice and weep with the strangers that moan, nor live in my house by the side of the road like a man who dwells alone. Let me live in my house by the side of the road, where the race of men go by. They are good, they are bad, they are weak, they are strong. Wise, foolish, so am I. Then why should I sit in the scorner's seat, or hurl the cynic's ban? Let me live in my house by the side of the road, and be a friend to man. What are some of the take-home points for me from this poem? I love the simple language of it, and the the cadence. I am drawn to the phrase, there are souls like stars that dwell apart in a fellowless firmament. And uh, how do we help each other not live in a fellowless firmament together, but isolated? There's another phrase that I, that it, uh, pulls me in that says, I see by, from my house by the side of the road, by the side of the highway of life. Just this image of a house with people going by and this man is not wanting to live alone but to know the details of the fellow travelers through life and to not only know their details but to not judge them and accept them from who for who they are to put an arm around their shoulder and let them put an arm around his shoulder. This poem leads me to back to the first quote that I shared about the sanctuary of belonging. And I feel like we belong to each other. We might might live in different countries, cities. We might have different beliefs, different lifestyles, but we still belong to each other. And I say that because for me personally, I believe that we have heavenly parentage, that there is a father and a mother in heaven that are our parents, and therefore we are, all of us on the earth, brothers and sisters, literally brothers and sisters. You may not have that exact same belief as I do, but we still belong to each other. And I cherish your beliefs and we are all on this journey of life together and we can understand each other. We can hear each other, walk with each other 
and live by each other, metaphorically speaking, to be there for each other. We belong to each other. And we can, by understanding each other and listening, we can find the common ground between us and by so doing, build the sanctuary of belonging. There is a story on the ABC News that was back in 2015. A Washington valedictorian's secret Instagram reveals tear-jerking thoughts on classmates. This senior, uh, high school senior, Connor Suave, said that his he gave his classmates a shock at his graduation speech when he revealed that he was the person who set up an uh, anonymous Instagram account called at the benevolent one three, where he had been posting thoughts about each classmate. So he would take a picture of their yearbook uh, uh, photograph, and then he wrote about each person. And I imagine the work that it must have taken for him to get to know each person or to just observe them, watch them from a distance and see how, he could describe them on this Instagram account. What were their good qualities? For instance, he wrote to this uh, girl named Chloe. When I think of Chloe, I think the short one, but that doesn't mean anything because it's nothing compared to her big heart. Don't be scared to go after what you want. With the right mindset, you can achieve anything. You are the, uh, anyway, this, she writes back, Oh my gosh, you just made my night. You're the real MVP. Keep doing what you're doing. It's great. And he went on like this, 650 posts highlighting upper uh, or highlighting his classmates and those below him also. This girl, Chloe, said, Connor, her name was Chloe Cahan. Connor really went out of his way, for me especially, I lost my dad in August, and he messaged me on the account. It was really sweet, and I was able to open up to him, even though it was anonymous. There's some accounts that bully others, but now we are really united, and that's all because of Connor. The stories go on from the way that his anonymous act that he later revealed in his speech during the graduation, the way it touched people and created a ripple effect. Think of the ripple effect of that. Here's a more one-on-one example. There is a message, a video that was uh, done called One-on-One by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And it's on YouTube. It tells this story of Troy and Deidre Russell, who lost their son, Austin. Troy was backing his truck up, and he accidentally ran over his little son and Unfortunately, he killed him, and Troy obviously was grief-stricken. Just trying to imagine this is uh, heart-wrenching. He stopped going to early morning basketball with his friends, but his basketball friend, John Manning, really forced him to start going again showed up in the morning and told him I'm going to be there in the morning and he kind of helped Troy pick himself up and keep going and John even told him that he'd show up at 5:15 a.m. if he wasn't on the curb by then he'd go in the house and wake him up and as they went 
back and forth driving to play basketball early morning basketball John would just listen to Troy he wasn't preaching to him or trying to you know force sunshine uh, down his throat he just listened to him and although I'm sure you never fully get over something like that this video is really powerful in the way that this one-on-one interaction helped this man not feel like he was a soul lost in a fellowless firmament and that I think is the challenge for all of us there was a podcast episode that I listened to recently on the podcast called All In. And this is a podcast for anyone striving to be a good Christian. There was an interview on episode 54 with Patrick Mason. And he is a religious educator. He talks about being on a on a panel, a community panel of... Um, multiple different religions, inter-religious panel. There you go. And they were being asked, what are the most holy, what are the holiest things in your religion? He made an insightful comment that, and he says, quote, for me, the holiest thing that presents itself to my view is you. It's the person sitting next to me, end quote. That was such a striking comment it harkens back to what i said just earlier which is my personal belief that god is that we have heavenly parents and that we are literally brothers and sisters well that makes me want to help you see that we're connected that we belong together and like i said earlier we can have completely different beliefs you can have within the same family a person who is a member of the Catholic faith, who is an atheist, who uh, another person who uh, you know is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You can have so many different points of view, politically, Democrats, Republicans. We can have many divergent issues, but when it boils down to it, we belong to each other. And I found that in my own family. In uh, my own family, we have many different belief systems, uh, but we, we have this cohesive love for each other, uh, uh, for each other that supersedes any, any of our differences. And it's a beautiful thing in my own family with my brothers and sisters, all of our extended family, step siblings. And I want this for all of us. And that's my personal challenge for me at the end of this episode. And for all of us is to seek out to, with intention each day, Try to be able to find people who are lost in this soulless, uh, this fellowless firmament to be able to build a sanctuary of belonging together. Thanks for your time. Until next time, this is Kendall Thurman. May light and peace ever grow in your life. May your socks be dry and unholy. And may all your cinnamon rolls be slightly overdone. See ya.